It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Keeping an objective eye on the NFC East. Well, and also making fun of the Cowboys. Well, thank you very much. It's The Beast, a Radio.com podcast about the enemies of the East. Hello, everybody. I am Vince Quinn, joined by John Bartrand. It's the Beast, and John, we're still alive somehow. Woo-hoo! How are we still relevant? Um, Nick Foles, he's our baby. Of course. That's one. Two, uh, the Rams' defense is terrible. I think I forgot to mention that on the post-game pod. Has been most of the year, by the way. They've been really disappointing this year. Uh, Marcus Peters, look at him. Dude, what a waste. Yeah. They they traded, what, a first-round pick to get Marcus Peters? Yeah, they did. Man, that felt like a great trade to make at the time, and it has not worked. Also, one of our callers has a fantastic idea, or a fantastic theory, on why Alshon Jeffrey was so successful. Against the Rams, and I'm going to leave it to him because I don't want to ruin it. But okay, yeah, I'm excited when, to hear when why. We get to it; it's fantastic. Okay, so we'll get through that theory, but and we got a lot of things to pick through today because yeah, you're looking at this now. We are in the heat of a playoff race, and they actually have a shot. When they lost the Dallas game, it felt like this thing was so screwed. And now that they beat the Rams, because of course they do. Of course, Nick Foles shows up and beats the Rams in L.A. Now we're now we're looking at a real possibility here of making this thing. So here's the thing. Obviously, it starts with the Houston game. Yes. And for me, this is the game to prove that you belong. That's what I think is what this one's all about. The Rams game, you could say it's a fluke if you want. You caught them off guard. They haven't really seen Nick Foles. You only had two games worth of tape. It was yep. from so many weeks ago. It's not exactly the same when he goes out there. You could say it's a surprise fact. You can say it's the team rallying. All these different things. The Rams just haven't been playing well the last couple of weeks. Houston's been playing good football. They have. They've won. Uh, they had a nine-game winning streak. They've won 10 of their last 11, and they're just a good team. They're a good, well-built team. That's not an easy game. If they come out in this one and they give Houston a run and beat them, I mean, now we're talking about something significant. We're talking about a team that probably does belong in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's so funny, too, because I looked at the Texans and I wanted them to succeed this year. Just definitely not this week. I'm kind of like side-rooting for them because 
you know, Deshaun Watson and that whole thing. And one of the only teams, I think, in NFL history to start out 0-3 and to have, well, one, not only clinched the division, it'd be the, I think it's the, it would be the first time ever that they clinched the division this far ahead. And then the other thing was Sounds about right. first time in franchise history that they would be a have a first round bye. That's if they beat the Eagles and the Jaguars. So hopefully we don't have to be a part of uh, a part of that. Yeah. But the Texans to me are a lot of fun, can score at any time. They did they played a really weird game against the Jets too. So it it, it uh, was it, it kinda depends on uh the their flow, but man, I mean listen, uh DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in football, and that doesn't get said enough. Uh, he's the best wide receiver in football. Yeah, not a, not even close. So that a, that's uh, and I've taken it back. It's close. It's it's definitely close. There's always like mind, five guys close. at the top. <laughs> I um yeah, in 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 this will, I, and, and they're the ones that not are not faltering. Like last night, thank God Carolina lost. Uh, the the Saints, you know. 12 to what was it 12 to 7 so such a weird it game 12 to 9 because to they nine. Oh, did two right. point conversion play that got returned <laughs> that was fun that was fun you don't see that often that was fun no uh so that was a, a really weird game and the saints have stumbled the rams are kind of stumbling the texans haven't really stumbled in unless except for that zero and three start and they've been kind of taken off here so i think you're right that's when we i think we'll know can this team compete in the playoffs and then secondly if Nick Foles is going to stay on board the entire time, because if he wins, like there's, I, I'm I'm to the point now where you can't pull him. I've done a 180. No. on this pretty much though. I was just like, this is bad and whatever. And yeah, I mean, my take still is you should have traded Nick Foles in the off season to avoid all this stuff. But let's just go have fun and and uh, let's have one of the best uh, sports or uh, sports stories in history of the history of sports. Yeah, if yeah. he comes back and does this thing and puts him in the playoffs, I mean, my Even God, if he wins it, a game or two in the you know in the playoffs, that would be enough. Yeah, for me and, to be and like, you know wow. what. Here's the thing, John. We spent a lot of time because for me, I've always been. I get so obsessed that I try to be objective a lot, and yeah. people think I'm an asshole for also, it. There's but no such thing. By yeah, the way. I mean, I try. That's why you try. So I try <laughs> to be objective. Yeah. But the thing is, when I've looked at Nick Foles, I always got mad that people were overrating him and whatnot. And frankly, when it comes down to it, who cares? I'm just so tired of. I've looked back at myself over the past year, year plus. Yeah. And I've been such a Nick Foles hater, and it's just time to get over it. Like, I'm just going to embrace this guy and go on the ride and let him do yeah. what he does because I know the organization believes that Carson's the guy, and and I support Carson, and I know what he's going to be. So right. I'm going to let all that other stuff go to the wayside. I'm not going to let other people's opinions of overinflating Nick Foles get into my head and stop me from enjoying this anymore because right. I, I just can't get caught up in that stuff. And and you look at, like you said, with Nick Foles, one of the greatest stories you can ask for. Like yeah. this guy, because we always judge him on what he's done in the past. And in some of the games, look, some of the stuff in the Rams game is still fluky. And I, I think he's a little bit lucky, but it's still fun. And he has gotten better over the years and he deserves that credit. So I want to stop killing Nick Foles. I want to embrace him. I want to embrace this ride. Yeah. And if he can go and beat the Rams and beat the Texans, he certainly should beat Washington, and I want to talk about them in a couple of minutes. I don't want to take Washington lightly, and, and we'll talk <laughs> yeah, about that. I don't think he really can now. Well, you can't. The Josh so, Johnson era has begun. Yeah, so um, so we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But like with Foles, it's just that uh, I, I don't want to get into the arguing and the pissing contest about oh well Carson and whatever with Foles. Like I'm just done with that shit. Can I say and something? I want to enjoy though? the ride. I don't think that exists. 
And this thing that people are, I've seen a lot of takes, and maybe this is why Twitter's a bad thing. The media has done nothing to create a QB controversy this week. It's like everybody's going, oh, don't you do it. And then nobody did. Nobody really did. Everybody's just asking the question of, you know, if healthy, what you know, what's what is uh, what's going to be the outcome well, here or whatever. Nobody's going to be like, oh, my God, you can't go back to Carson or cut. No one's saying that. I There's would, not one person no, that's No, I would that. say the media makes a little bit of a, of a quarterback controversy here because all of the conversation has not been about, wow, that was a complete team game. Wow, Doug Peterson. Yes, it was. No, everybody not a lot. Well, I mean, the coach said that. Everybody, there's enough people saying that, but when you're looking at the headlines, when you're looking at the major story, the first thing that people want to talk about is Nick Foles. And, and is, that's the nature of the, being a quarterback. Can, they can, but there's, I'm saying there's nobody right there saying Nick Foles should be the guy moving forward or you. there's no possible way that Carson Wentz can play. Okay. If the, no one's, no like, one's no doing one's that. Saying, no one in the media is saying that you should trade full or trade Wentz and keep full. Yeah, there, yeah, there's not. that's not happening. I haven't seen that. And those people, you would just discredit them anyway as trolls, I think, right? But, the, like, but, but I, I feel it's so weird that people just kind of, like I've heard phone callers do that and that's fine. Like that's what people's opinion. The di- and here's my other take on this too. There are people that get mad at radio for some reason and phone calls, but I see worse takes on their timeline retweeted, arguing with whatever. Everyone bites the cheese, okay? Like, And for some reason, the media gets blamed for all this. All of the fans are talking about it. Yeah, and it becomes Everybody, blended every, now. Yeah, Because we're, we're all on Twitter, and we all That's see what people thing. are tweeting about, and so what you see people tweet about is part of the inspiration of what you talk about. Yeah. So you have to factor those things, and it is a mutual relationship. The fans really do impact what the media thinks and feels at this point. It it's, it's become we're homogenized. Fans. It's what we yeah. do. Yeah, so it, I, I get all that stuff. Now, here's one thing I will say. As the Nick Foles train continues on, is that you made a great point earlier. Talking about the NFC, in terms of the Saints have been weak the past couple of weeks. Yep. They, they have not looked all that good. The Rams have now been beaten by the Eagles. You look at the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky can have some bad games. Dallas is not a great team, and they just might have had the blueprint, and we'll talk about that, uh, of how to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So you look at all this stuff, and this is actually, as weird as it sounds, a wide-open NFC. Yeah, and, and the Eagles, as much as it's looked bad... If they can do the right things, if Doug can pull the right strings and get the play calling back to what it was last week and what it was in that Washington game, and Foles can play some pretty good football, limit the mistakes, and and keep that luck going, then they can make some noise at the very least. I'm not going to say that they're going to go to the Super Bowl yet, but... I have had that thought now. I mean, it's really it, it's it doesn't feel like it's this impossible glass ceiling that you're going up against anymore. These past couple of weeks have really opened things up. And you know what's funny to me is that I still can't put a finger on. And I kind of asked this yesterday on the Go Birds Pod uh, Twitter account at Go Birds Pod. You can follow us over there. What has changed the defense around? Like, what's changed the mentality? Because that's the thing I focused on the most. Like, I think Nick Foles played fine. Uh, it, the, some YOLO balls in there, moved the offense. Alshon Jeffrey getting his hands on it. That's all I, That's all positive. That's yeah. great. But this defense looks, feels, ever since New York has looked completely different in terms of what they do, how they're attacking, and that could just be because they're simplifying things. I, it's not that, though. There's a mentality part of this. The ski mask thing, I think, is awesome. Yeah. It's all getting – but they're like – you you notice that they're they're not tackling 
they weren't tackling as well earlier in the season. They were let's just go, oh, guys that weren't willing to engage and whatever. And I know we were debating that for a long time. What is is it? It's just as simple as saying this defense is turning it on at the right time, or is Malcolm Jenkins literally in everybody's face? Like, what do you see? Here's Anything? what. Yeah, here's what I see. I see a lot of guys that are disrespected or undervalued or unproven at the cornerback position. Those corners, for all the crap that they get, I mean, all these people that, for whatever reason, they just love to target the guy for his name. Oh, Craven LeBlanc, who's this guy? Like, yeah. you know what? He's been solid the last couple of yeah, weeks. You got to respect that. One, respect Roseman for that signing. And two, respect the guy for the way he's played and improved over the last couple of weeks. He's been good. Uh, Rasul Douglas, who had a really rough showing when he first got out there, yeah. he's made some big plays recently. Avante Maddox, welcome back, dude. You're yeah. fucking awesome. Didn't practice at all during the week. What dude. a stud. What a stud for a fourth-round pick. Yeah. He's been so good. So you see all that At stuff. corner, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, so you see all that stuff. You see Malcolm Jenkins has been there. And here's the thing, John. The problem, we've said it with the defensive line. They've been good this year. They get pressure consistently. Top two and three of the league in pressures. Who is it? It's Fletcher Cox. It's Michael Bennett. They've been monsters. Brandon Graham's yeah. gotten healthier as the season's gone on. And so the problem is they've always been getting close, but they haven't had the opportunities to actually seal the deal. Now you've got a little bit of coverage. That's going to give them those split seconds. That's going to get bad passes that become interceptions. That's going to get sacks that become fumbles. That's going to get those stupid, the dumbest Jared Goff play (laughs) I've ever seen. But I mean, he made a dumb play and and that was a good blitz call as well. But like it, that was Corey Graham. So you're getting secondary play that's actually become a fact. And now that that secondary has come together and credit Jim Schwartz big time. I said it a couple of weeks ago. He's done an incredible job. Mm -hmm. He's out coached Doug this year. And so when I look yeah, at all in this, in a lot of different ways, yeah, he's, I agree with he's that. been really impressive, which uh, is going to make everybody at Novacare so happy if they get to my head coaching job. <laughs> Woo! Well, yeah, uh, that's that's a fun storyline. And if they make the playoffs, then it, it, his case is that much better. Yeah. I forget who I was uh, arguing with back and forth, but it's the same. I apologize, man. I know you listen to podcasts and we appreciate it. I always forget his Twitter handle, but I, we go back and we battle so much on that. On 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 Jim Schwartz and all that, uh, I think some of, some of the points that he had brought up yesterday were stuff like, um, you know, the defense is out there too much because you won't stop anybody until you get into the red zone. We discussed that on post game show a little bit. I mean, the, the Eagles have <laughs> are allowing three hundred seventy five yards and the least amount of points. It's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, not the least amount, but like top five or whatever it is. Um, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, is the is the be so bendable that we're going to hold you to field goals valid, or do you do, you, do like is it does it really matter? It, to to me, it doesn't really matter as long as nobody's scoring. I don't care what you do. You know, well, yeah, as long as you're keeping points off the board, ultimately, that's the biggest thing. Now, the question is when it comes to and I don't know the numbers for this. I'm just throwing it out there. The question is, when you're looking at the NFC, how good are those teams in the red zone? The teams that you're going to be playing? I don't know what their efficiency rates are. I'm not going to be able to tell you offhand. But if they are really good in the red zone, then that's that's going to be more of a factor and you're not going to be as lucky. Now, the thing is that they're getting more turnovers now. That's the one of the big deal. That's the thing. It's it, it all plays hand in hand, right? It was the secondary and the defensive line, and now we're seeing all the turnovers in different ways. So now that you're getting those things, that's the single biggest difference for this defense, and that's why you can give up all these yards and do bend but don't break because as long as you're not breaking and you're getting occasional turnovers – 
that's enough to win a game. You yeah. know, one field goal instead of a touchdown is good enough to win you a game. That's a four-point swing. How many games are a three-point spread, three-point right. loss? I mean, it's everything. So they're playing well in the right spots. And that's a good thing. Think of the opposite. They didn't give up a lot of yardage, but when teams got in the red zone, they just bled every time. Yeah. I mean, that's that's devastating. So I'll take it this way. This yeah. works. I think there are some people that, that believe it's the Chip Kelly style of defense, though, in a way, where you're like, well, that's, you're taking unnecessary snaps rather than just being aggressive and just getting a three and out or whatever. I mean, they open the game with a three and out. You know, it's not like they don't. They let teams travel all the time. They do get stops. And if you're just specifically talking about closing out games, I mean, sure. But I I thought that this having, especially towards the end, having them just say, you know what, we're just, we're going to run out the clock. And, you know, amazing play. Cravion LeBlanc again with the Todd Gurley and keeping him in bounds. Yeah. I thought that was a perfect plan. You know, I I don't need them to be aggressive and close it out. I need the Rams to run out of time to run another play, and that's what happened. Yeah, you should try for first downs, of course, but ultimately it worked out. And and the other thing is, too, in terms of this year being a bend-but-don't-break team, I don't think that was their plan going into the year, but in yeah. part, when you have the secondary that you do, bend-but-don't-break is actually really nice, yeah. right? I mean, we're yeah. talking about, what, the fourth, fifth, and eighth corners on the team, yeah. really? Like, these are the guys that are out there right now, and so to get the production that you're getting is really good. Be satisfied with that, because it's enough to keep the Eagles in games. They, they held the Rams to 23 points. They executed the game plan really well and shut that team down. So, you again, you, you look at the NFC and it feels wide open, but we can't get too ahead of ourselves, John, because talking about Washington, you have to take these guys seriously if you beat Houston in Week 17. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they'll at least want to either... I mean, they're still part of this picture, too. You know, that's what's... Seven and seven. So silly about all this stuff. Washington makes the playoffs. I mean... I know. <sighs> That'll be hilarious. Um, and I guess, They'll get crushed. Yeah, I mean, like Minnesota might... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. The, the thing that nobody counts on, because um, I know there's like, well, will, they, will the Bears have anything to play for at the end of the year, Week 17, when that's going on? Of course you do. You want to bounce out your divisional opponent from the playoffs immediately, unless it goes haywire and the Vikings end up like crushing you and pull all your starters after that. But they, there's always juice... For that, yeah, I, and seeding as well. Yeah, yeah, they they could come down to uh, uh, the number one seed in the NFC, uh, depending on what happens. I don't know, um, or it's, or, or very likely number two seed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's uh, there's a lot to play for there, and um, yeah, I mean, there's you can't really take them lightly, but I'm also not scared of Washington, other than like, hey, it's another divisional game, and things th- that are weird in the NFL happen from time to time, and we've discussed that, I don't know, seven episodes in a row, and and here we are, seven and seven, and the Eagles are kind of staring down the barrel here, and it's, it, the, 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 the funny thing is, I'm going to switch gears just for a second, too, um, looking at that Dallas game against the Colts, it's the same things that we basically said, and there are other people who kind of confirm those things too when you're looking at Dallas, who it is a good team. It just makes the same mistakes in every game, and it usually gets bailed out either by the other team or they make enough plays or Dak makes enough plays or Amari Cooper makes enough plays. But Well, it's those big plays, right? Yeah, they yeah. were getting those big plays all the time. They didn't get them last week. And the Colts run a lot of zone and like 72% of the time or something crazy like that, and Amari Cooper doesn't do well against the zone as much. And guess what? He didn't do good, great 
against the uh, against the Colts, and they didn't like that to me. The uh, and the rest were really bad in this game, and I see a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans bitching about like, oh, how could you call this? And there were some bad PI calls in there, but. Uh, they let all of their momentum at any time just leave. I mean, this thing opened up with a blocked field goal. You could tell that they were getting frustrated at that. Then they tried to score on fourth and one after, uh, you know, getting stuffed with uh, Zeke Elliott and just like a wide open throw. I forget who it was. I think it was the was it the fullback or, or, or tight end or whatever. But like Dak Prescott somehow shorted it just to make sure. And then they ended up dropping the ball to a wide open end zone. You're going, wow. Yeah, it's the same old Dallas team. They're shooting themselves in the foot. They can. They, I don't think they converted a fourth down, and they went and tried for it. What four times? Five times somewhere around there. It's the same team. It's the same exact team. Well, that's the thing. When you get Amari Cooper and you shut him down, they become a a pedestrian offense. Yeah, they're really not that good. And so you look at this thing, and it seems like for Dallas, Reich exposed them at just the wrong time. Because now, I mean, you got two games left. You're going to be going into the playoffs. People are going to have the opportunity to continue to do this against you and really put it on tape of, hey, we're going to double-team Amari Cooper. What are you going to do about it? And then your counterpunches are starting to throw out because you're fighting for seeding as well, and you want to stay in the playoffs. you got to keep ahead of the Eagles, so you're going to throw everything out there to win these games. You can't take it light. There's no week off. So it's going to be fascinating to see what goes on with Dallas over the next two weeks and how ineffective that offense will be, what teams do to shut down Amari Cooper. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Which is weird because we're talking about all this and like uh, if we're going to have one gripe and maybe I can we can go back and look at how much they were in zone against the Cowboys, but why weren't the Eagles doing that? You know, if you kind of know that that's that's what's happening and you're you you're down anyway, like you should be playing less man anyway. They didn't. They let Amari Cooper go in there and torch them. Like, why wouldn't you have played more zone against them and then just kind of done it that way? That fits with the bend don't break. I don't know. It's a it's a really really weird game. And the, and even again, they had turnovers against Dak Prescott. It just stinks that Carson Wentz had a broken back and kept throwing Zach Ertz, and that's just yeah. like what happens there. So yeah, um, but that's. Even more so why I think Jim Schwartz has, has turned it around uh, a lot this year. And I got to say, the Bucks have been stingy, weird. Uh, they've been they've been competitive. Like, you know, they – I mean, they held Washington. It's just Josh Johnson. They only – what, they only score six points or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's, it's in Dallas, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I uh, – I, I'm I'm very interested to see the Cowboys stumble against two bad teams. It would be great. be great. It would be great. Yeah, Tampa Probably won't happen. But Tampa Bay is just streaky enough that they can do it, and the Giants are the same thing. Yeah. And, and speaking of the Giants, by the way, let's talk about this because oh, I thought oh, this was oh. a yeah. You saw it. Oh, this was a buddy. juicy this my nugget, my friend. Week. Pat Shermer coming out and saying that Eli Manning has years, plural, left in the tank as a starter. Holy crap, they haven't learned anything. Nothing. It's amazing how, like, I part of me wants to try to give them credit and be like, you know, they can't be this delusional. They're just being respectful to Eli. Yeah. But they've been so respectful to Eli over the years. They've built this guy into a golden god of sorts, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. but they have. And so I really get the vibe they're going to bring Eli back next year. They're going to actually say, you know, these last couple of games have been enough and we're just going to try to keep this thing going. And our plan that we had this year of getting it together and making it to the playoffs, we're going to do the same thing next year. That is our plan. We're not changing anything. Have you seen Saquon Barkley? What a a fantastic year he's had. 
Uh, I know Saquon is is great. He's perfect. He I love that Saquon's doing so well because it is just enough to. It's the Giants are going to believe that that was the right pick. Uh, oh, they do. Uh, even um, even our former beat and uh, old friend Matt Lombardo still thinks that that's the right pick. God, you gotta love those. You gotta love that Penn State blood in you, huh? Um, <laughs> Uh, this this makes me feel so good about my prediction that they are not they are not going to take one quarterback in this draft from the first to seventh round. That is just it's going to bless my heart. I can see them trading for one. I can see them signing one. Um, They'll draft a guy in the fifth round that they won't have any interest I'm gonna in. Say, I'm going to say they don't even do that. I'm saying a UDFA uh, seventh round UDFA. That's that's as far as they they will go in terms of taking a quarterback this season. This, again, is I don't know why um, on earth they are doing this, but we need to come up with a code word because we need to kind of just make sure that it's not in print. So I was thinking like shoe fly, and that can be the thing. Like everybody just says, hey, hey, shoe fly, and that, and everybody will know, oh, my God, the Giants are keeping Eli Manning 2019 because <laughs> he can't let it get out to be okay. ridiculous. It, I, I want to keep it contained so there's not a lot of blowback on the on this idea, and if it's just the Giants fans bitching, they'll never listen to them. But if they start seeing like national people, like you know, I I saw a couple fantasy people. Uh, Matt Harmon was was discussing like I don't really understand Eli Manning too. So I'm like, hey, shush, shoe fly, shoe fly, just shush. I like this secret language idea. Yeah, and we I want shoe fly. We don't have to stick with them. Just that's. Well, no, it's a good start. Yeah. And then we're going to have to come up with all sorts of other phrases and terminology, yeah. though. We're going to have to build on the language, John. You yeah. can't just have a one-word language. No, no this, but that's, that's this what is it responsibility. should be. Just like, you know. Uh, it's just like a safe word during sex? Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> Personally, I'm a banana man, but you can use That's what fly. I've yeah. heard. Banana. Bam! Banana. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. Maybe that'll be our project for everybody. Just a, a hashtag Eli project, one word. One word. Okay. Yeah, come up and with this it. This weekend, it's Shoe Fly is the, is the leader in the clubhouse. You find us one better. I would like something more insulting to Eli. That's just my preference. <laughs> so please be very rude to Eli. Um, uh, like hashtag old yeller or something like that. But we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, by the way, John, we have a bet going on. Yeah. And we haven't figured out the results yet, which means we'll never come up with them. Uh, uh, no, maybe, maybe we will. Seltzer's on your side, by the way. He shook my hand, so it's actually two on one with this bet now. Okay, well, yeah. right now, Washington only gave up 13 points. Not great. In that first game. So they have 77 points left to give to hit that 90 mark in three <laughs> games. Uh, I mean, the Eagles can help, certainly help contribute. You know, why not? Why can't Nick Foles have another seven touchdown game against that secondary? Yeah, there we go, right? He's just full of seven touchdown yeah. games. Why not? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going I'm, I'm not going to win this one. I can't believe that it's the, not Buc- looking good. the Bucks couldn't even. Huh, you mean the, J- the Jags? Yeah, the Jags. Oh, the put, Jags, my yeah, bad. Cody. MVP Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. Yeah. It's a shame, actually. It's unreal. A, a totally irrelevant side point. I dig Jacksonville's wide receiving core. It's not good. It's all guys that are like number two wide receivers or three wide receivers, yeah. but I like that in a weird, twisted way. And almost, they'd be good like they, with a good quarterback. Almost like they should have, I don't know, kept, kept Allen Robinson 
after uh, Keenan Cole was instead like, of paying down their Blake throat. Bortles again. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Or Dante Moncrief, they paid him ten million dollars. That was a smart investment. Great idea. Um, but yeah, you had a good quarterback in there. They would actually be a really fun receiving core to watch. They'd be low key. You know, it's funny too is they're going to go from an AFC Championship game to Doug Marone getting fired. Yeah, guaranteed that happens. Oh, he's so done. Yeah, it All looks these different horrible. Switches. And you bench like what's the point of benching Blake Portals now? He just he's just there. You're just going to ride out Cody Kessler. That's it. He's trying what to save his doing? job. Yeah, I, that's the thing. You've seen Bortles. You know he doesn't have it. You're trying to win games. You're trying to save the locker room. All that different stuff. I would bet in part the locker room demanded that change, and so Jacksonville really had no choice but to go with Kessler. So you're saying if Nick Foles goes down to Jacksonville, yeah, he would have success there. Um, he'd have enough success. I would say he's got enough. He'd have the right support system. The offensive line is solid there. You've got the, the receivers are okay, right? Like uh, D.D. Westbrook, I like. Chark is yeah. solid for a young guy. They're fun. They're they're just a fun, interesting group. And so I, I dig it. I think they'd be okay. Fun, interesting group that's been this fun, interesting group since like 2013. <laughs> well, yeah, in different <laughs> ways, right? They've evolved, yeah. though, because yeah. it went from Robinson and Hearns, and Hearns didn't really turn out to be anything, but right. he was he was fun for a brief amount of time. That's and now, right. now they got, yeah, they got a nice couple of guys that are young and interesting, and I, I'd like to see where they go. But anyway, let's end my Jacksonville rant because nobody really gives a shit. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about something that matters here, John. It is time for us to burn some tape. Man, uh, I, you know, I would say if you're going to burn the tape this week, it probably should be the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> it really should. Yeah. I mean, uh, I say they're a contender. Uh, actually, the Giants are a contender, too. They're nice offer as well. How about that? A double offer that was going on. I don't think there was anything that was more embarrassing than those two things. I mean, everybody else was, uh, unless we want to count the Raiders. Um, I mean, I Do just, we ever I, count the Raiders? The Cardinals they're are just too such an embarrassment. That offense is really embarrassing. Poor Josh Rosen. Um Let's let's uh, let's go with. <laughs> There's like 70 selections that you could. I'm I'm gonna stick with no. I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys because that was that was terrible on both sides of the football. I mean Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack fucking destroyed you. Hey, love Marlon Mack. He's great. I love him. That's right. He should you be, respect that man. He shouldn't be doing that. You know, like he there was no tackling. There was no, nothing. I mean, they were that's the, the craziest thing about that game is they were hat on hat pretty much the entire time that they ran the football and they won. Like there was no mismatches. There wasn't like, oh, we got a, a eight on six box. Gotcha. Or a seven on six or nothing like that. It was helmet on helmet. And they couldn't stop a lot of that during the uh, most of the, the tail end of the first quarter and the third quarter and. It was, yeah, it's ridiculous. You don't see teams attack Dallas up the middle like that. Yeah, and they just went right through. They've got a good defensive line, good linebackers. You don't think anybody would do that. It was almost like nobody will expect this, and so it has to work. It was just, it it was crazy, but good for them. It was a good game plan, and and credit to Frank Reich, mastermind. Now, what's in your movie vault? Well, this is fun, John. (laughs) This is not an old movie. This is a newer movie. Ooh. But it's also a bit of a chick flick. Okay, let's see. So, What's the year? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's this year, actually. This year, kind yeah. of a chick it's flick. It's a Netflix original. Oh, so, is it Oh, is it, uh, is it the new one with uh, Jennifer Aniston? Dumplin'? No, it's not. Okay. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, it looked good. But it's a movie called To All the Boys I Loved Before. Oh, my God. I know. I don't, I've never heard of this movie. Okay. To All the Boys I've Loved Before? Yes. Now, here's the thing. It's One, it's a good movie. 
it's good. It's well directed. Like the visuals and all are great. Um, the the script writing is good. The yeah. acting is good. I I really like the movie. It's it's fun. It's fast. It's light. It's funny. It, it's just good. And so if you're open to, because here's ultimately the thing, right? When you're in a relationship, yeah. you got to sit down and watch a girly movie once in a while. I guess and so. And this has a bit of a, it's a girly slant because it's about a high school girl who uh, yeah. she writes a bunch of letters to her exes. She has uh-huh. five exes at this point in high school. And so she writes private letters to all of them that somehow get sent out to all these different boyfriends. They're supposed oh, wow. to be in a private little box in her closet. This is also based on a New York Times bestseller book, by the way, because I'm watching the trailer. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, without the sound. Maybe so that can, makes sense because yeah. it is it is tight and well written, but the the progression of it and all is just really fun throughout the the story. I just think it's it's very compelling and good. So if you're looking for something to watch with your girlfriend, and you gotta sometimes you gotta side her way. You're saying that you just you wouldn't be you wouldn't be comfortable enough watching this on your own. Oh, I would, but right. for not everybody. I mean, I'm a little more. Don't, don't uh, throw the, oh, you can watch this <clears throat> with your girlfriend. No, you can watch this by yourself yeah, if you want. To. You could. It really, I, I would honestly, if you're, if you have no problem with this kind of stuff, it's yeah. a good movie. It's it really, it's a genuinely good movie and I would absolutely recommend it. It's an hour, 40 minutes. It's a nice light breeze through and you'll be better off watching it. As far as Netflix original movies go, nice. I don't know exactly what to expect, but you're watching the trailer right now and you can see I'm like, the, this is, right, this... the shots look good and yeah. it's, um, it's, it's just a good movie. So the, uh, to all the boys I've loved before on Netflix, I'd give it something like an eight point five out of ten. Yeah, I like that. It's That's really good. good. That's good. It looks it looks like very interesting. So, all right, I'm on. I'm on it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you, you got the lady friend. Something. This is nice. Yeah. Well, it's just I would. I, I like movies in in general. So does she. Yeah. So, so like, watch that anyway. Because yeah. for example, uh, Juno. When Juno came out, I went to theaters and saw Juno. Yeah. I was good. I was good with that. I was single then. I was fine. <laughs> Wait, Juno's a chick flick now. Well, it was it was ish at the time. You know what I mean? If there's a girl lead, it's automatically a chick flick. Per Vince Quinn, love that. That's how it was portrayed to me. <laughs> it's a it's a it, not it's that a it's story. a story. Not that it's a chick About flick. Being pregnant, but it's a feminine slant. And and honestly, and I know let's have a real conversation here because the right. feminine when there's a feminine slant to a movie, and, and this is wrong, but some guys will tune it out because oh, it's a female lead. This isn't a movie well, for that's, me. That's on them. That's it not is on me. That's, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm, I'm not saying it's It's definitely on them. And you shouldn't let those things discount you, which is why I was willing to go and see Juno all those years ago and realize, hey, this is a great movie. And I was, and then when this thing came up and, and my girlfriend suggested I said, sure, let's do it. I wasn't yeah. hesitant about it. And she, she said it was going to be good, and it was. Yeah, it seems like it's. Uh, this is going to be pretty awesome here. Is there any other recommendations on there? Um, oh, no, that's just a long time. I thought there was like five titles. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. One, These are all my notes title. for the show. I, I love it. I try to come prepared, and sometimes I do a good job, and most yeah. times I don't. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the only movie suggestion I have for right now. Also, Planet uh, Blue Planet Two just came out on Netflix, which is the BBC underwater Planet Earth kind of documentary. David Attenborough's doing it. Yeah, I'm nice. looking forward to watching that. I haven't seen it yet, but I imagine it's amazing. Well, uh, I uh, I don't have any recommendations for you because I feel like I haven't watched anything other than freaking Hey Dougie. <laughs> How is Dougie? And uh, Peppa Pig. So I'll get back to you in a little bit about a good recommendation. 
uh, from the Netflix or from On Demand or whatever. Okay. So, uh, real quick, 267-245-6066 had a couple of uh, post-post-game phone calls sneak in there. Wow, what a W. Love it. You know, I think Alshon Jeffrey has a, a bitch by the name of Akit Talib. 2017, Eagles 51 point. Jeffrey, six catches for 84 yards and two TDs. Sorry to leave. Defensive turnovers were huge. Oh, where's that been all year? I love it. Go Eagles, go. And there's the theory, Vince. Hakeem Tlaib is actually Alshon Jeffrey's... Oh, no, the other way around. Alshon Jeffrey is Hakeem Tlaib's bitch? How does it go? Yeah. It would be... Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that would be it. Alshon Jeffrey is Hakeem Tlaib's bitch. Or, or wait, no, never mind. That is the bad way, because yeah. you're saying Jeffrey's his Hakeem bitch. Tlaib is, is Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey's, Jeffrey's bitch. bitch. There we go. <laughs> It took us five tries and two adults. We got it. But we did it. Thank you very much for all the phone calls. 267-245-6066. Cop number, 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 yeah. 0-0-0-0. I don't think that's catch, caught on yet. So It's it's a slow it's burn, there. John. It's like fetch in Mean Girls. See? I'm just making all the references now. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm a disaster today. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show uh, just gone through a lot. Obviously, we'll we'll have a lot more shows coming for you throughout the week. We're gonna have the preview show, correct? Yeah, uh, preview we'll, show coming. The uh, inside the birds, inside the birds Friday night, which Vince Quinn will certainly not lose a microphone when he's recording that. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I I've never done that before. I've been an engineer for like five years with the station in some yeah. capacity. That is the first time I've ever lost anything. And I, I feel like it's in my couch or something too. Like it's. A, did you take it, the equipment out at any point? And, and, and no. No. Well, then there we go. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I had this brief glimmer. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, maybe I didn't. Ah, damn it. Uh, no. Amazing. I lost a microphone. That's all right. I'm gonna try to find it. We'll see. All right. Anyway, because you don't care about that, we'll see you. Bye. I wish we'd stop playing games. I know. I tried yeah. to hit on you so oh, hard. Like, it's when it's I first funny. got in with all this mess, like, a year and a half ago, I was trying to smash. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Well. You just kept thinking I would wait. And, and I'm, I I'm too good. cleaned my butt today, so. Finally. You should be happy. Did that include a shave, or was it just a nice wash I down? last night. So okay. Good. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> By the way, are you, is it, I mean, everybody escapes now at this point, right? Like, I feel uncomfortable if I don't manscape. Yeah, you got to clean up a little bit. A, a lot of bit. I'm a lot of bit cleaner. You're a lot of bit. Well, are you just an infrequent and then a lot of cleanup, or are you just generally a, a somewhere mess? In be- somewhere in between there. Like, I just feel, because you know those weeks where you're just, nothing's going, you're, you're just in and out, and you just keep going and going, you're basically throwing yourself into a shower and dragging yourself out, and you're like, all right. And then you wake up, and you look down, and you're like, oh, my God. What is happening? What did, did I sleep on a Sasquatch? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I've been driving to my girlfriend's place. Yeah. Like It's an hour and 45 minute drive. And so I'll be like 30 minutes into the ride and be like, oh, that's right. Forgot that. Like, Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, son of a bitch. Got a, got a dress shirt to see the parents on Saturday, but you know, I just didn't. <laughs> I, I cleaned up the face, but that's about it. Well, see, that's a, this all started, at least for me, in uh, in middle school. And I was always, and now it's cool. Like, manscaping's fine. Like, it's a normal part of the routine. And if it's not, you're disgusting. 
by the way. Yeah, Just help yourself Jesus. out. Get some clippers, get some razors, get whatever whatever works. There's no benefit to the mess. No. Unless no, she's like not. really into it. Like, you know, I like to go bushwhacking. That's I mean, you know wow. what's funny because I don't and I don't mind I don't mind any shape of bush or not bush when it comes to Yeah, I don't really care. You're they're in charge of that. I uh, you can I I will love it however it comes just just you know I, i'm fine with it just check in on your garden once in a while <laughs> that's all it's it's not like yeah, you, make sure that there's no weeds or anything growing in there yeah but i'm fine with whatever you want to it's do. not the white house you yeah. don't have to be like professional landscaping yeah. and all it just you know just show up once in a while and mow the lawn i will say though in seventh grade is when i started being like really over aggressive about everything including like showering and bathing and lathering all the time. Oh, well, that's one like, of us. There was, there was, there was like at one point where someone was like half joking that I smelled, and ever since then, because you know, like, oh, that's a you're death going sentence. Puberty, dude. You know, you're going, oh my god. I told my mom, I was like, mom, Old Spice doesn't work anymore. You got to find something that's. I don't know if it was after gym class, but like I lather at least three times in the shower now. And since seventh grade, I've never really stopped doing that. Wow. You're and actually a repeat guy. I'm a repeat guy. I do no repeats. I'm a big repeat guy because you got to let the first. And then I found a comedian who I did like the same, almost the same routine. And I forget his name, but he's like, what are you doing? Turn the water off. Let the soap work. <laughs> Is that a shower thing? In full lather. And yeah, because he's like, what? It's like an event when I go in there. I do the pre-soak for 15 minutes, and I go, I do a pre-soak, not for 15 minutes, but I do a pre-soak for like five minutes and just, you know, let everything run off of you, and then then you lather, and then you step away and let it just work, or maybe you want to check an email or something like that, and then you, you know, you wait, rinse wait, off wait, and go back wait, to it again. Wait, 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 So you are covered in soap? Covered in soap. And water. Let it do its thing. And then you will just stand there for like 10 minutes and screw around for, on your phone. For like two or three minutes, yeah. Just let it work. Like just l- full, a big time lather, a <laughs> lot of working on the lather. Then you stop. And so you're you like a big it. white soapy mess. Like yeah. you walk out of the shower like the abominable snowman. No, I don't walk out of the shower. I stay in. You the stay shower. in the shower. Yeah. Okay. E- either in the corner where the water is not throwing it at you, or I'll just turn the water off. Yeah. And let it hang just for a little bit. Oh, we have totally different routines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm obsessed with smelling good. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm straight business in there. I'm a one hit wonder. So I just uh, go in, I, I, I give it a nice lather, yeah, and I, yeah. I get all the, the major players and everything. Yeah. And then I, I'm in there for maybe, if I'm in there for more than five minutes, uh, I don't know, maybe I, I was enjoying something oh, yeah, before course. I stepped in the shower. So to all the moms and dads out there, actually to all the parents out there, if you are going through a lot of conditioner and your kid is anywhere from 11 to 18... <laughs> Let me just tell you, I know why. <laughs> Clean the and tub. So does Vince. Yeah. Clean, clean the, the tub. tub.